It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 100 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am joined by Logan on the eve of his birthday. This is a big episode for two reasons. First of all, Logan, his birthday is tomorrow, and it's also the 100th episode of the Hawks Talk Podcast. But before we get into everything we have to talk about today, Logan, as always, how are you doing, man? I expect some birthday wishes from everyone. I want 300 tweets. I want 4,000 people subbing to the Patreon. But, you know. Look, y- y'all heard the man, respectfully. I mean, hey, that's what he wants. I I wanna, mean, y'all got to give it I to him. I want to buy things, enable my spending uh, serotonin feedback loop. Um, but no, you know, just chilling. Uh, you know, it's episode 100. We have a, the first official mailbag later this episode. Uh, we'll close with that. We got a couple good questions. We got... Um, I guess just to sort of preface it, if you want to ever ask questions that we answer on the podcast, you can respond to us on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up pretty much anywhere. We'll take questions on Discord, Twitter, t- Gmail. We Sometimes we'll go into Reddit because Reddit, um, Reddit's a weird place for the Hawks sometimes. But they do still have some good discussions, some good questions there. Um, so, yeah, we, we got a couple questions we'll be answering later on. But before we get into that, we got to talk about the Hawks because the Hawks are actually playing well. They're they're actually kind of yeah no they're, they're actually strong. like uh they're actually like not like a clown team anymore like I think we're on what a four game win streak at the recording of this episode I, I think we won eight out of eleven we're tied for the eight seed if if the Hawks um so they in a way control their own destiny if they win out which that's a tall ask to win five more games but if they win out they are the eight seed at worst they they in a way control their own destiny the six seed is still possible now it's not very likely. But it's still possible, which is is really pretty crazy. Hey, you're not. It's not over until the fat lady sings. I believe is the uh, is the expression that's used for this uh, this situation. Um, no, I mean it's. I mean the Hawks do control their own destiny. Last night we won and we uh, we ended the season of two of two rivals. Really, I would say. Yeah, I think rivals. I mean the Knicks and the Wizards. I mean really? obviously stuff with the Wizards. It's calmed down. You know the past uh, yeah, years. But last night officially uh, not the Wizards and the Knicks. Sadly. Yeah. Well, the Knicks and the Wizards are out, and the Hawks did clinch their playing spot. The worst they can finish is 10th. So, basically, what I'm saying is that there will be an 83rd game of Hawks basketball, at the very least. There will at least be one playoff Trey Young game, which is good. We deserve that. We deserve that. But we got a chance for more. Um, Like I said, we can still get to the sixth seed. Um, I think that requires us basically... We have to gain, I think, two games. Um, so Cleveland needs to keep sucking, and we need to more or less win out. Um, so again, it's not super likely, but it's not impossible. Crazier things have happened. This is Atlanta, man. Like um, collapses are are not new to the state. So uh, if we're going to happen in our favor, that'd be that'd be pretty great. But um, yeah, the Hawks have actually just they've just been playing well. They've been sort of taking care of business, which is refreshing. Um, because that's been, I feel like the theme of this whole season is like, they just refuse to take care of business and, um, that and sort of the COVID era really kind of just, just plummeted our, our, our standings really. Cause frankly, like, let's be real. If the, if the COVID era goes a little bit better, we're probably a six seed right now, but it happened. It's four months in the past now at this point, you know, we've had opportunities to make it back. We, we've floundered a lot we've kind of sucked a lot in uh in games that we should have won but at the end of the day the last week of the season we have a chance to control our own destiny which is all you can really ask for so 
it's uh, it's actually been a pretty good week or two for the Hawks, which is you know, it's nice to know they at least can turn on the turn on the Jets when when they need to. You just sort of wish they cared from that whole December to March span. <laughs> It's like it's like I appreciate you showing up in the last ten percent of the season, but like if you guys did this like the any point other the season, like we're probably a six seed. I mean, I know there's a there's a lot going on in the Eastern Conference these days. Like, I don't know if you've seen all the drama, Logan, like just, at the top of the conference, like, but like we're just better than the Cavs. But because we did we messed around for all that middle part of the season, the Cavs didn't. We're gonna probably end up below the Cavs, which is crazy thing. But anyway. Yeah, go ahead with the uh, the top top seeding drama. There's also MVP drama, which I want, oh, I want to touch on slightly. But go ahead. There's just uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but like it, the Raptors have like made the push, and uh, I th- I think I think everybody who's listening to the podcast knows how Raptors fans can be, uh, respectfully, <laughs> of course. Um, they uh, can be uh, a bit annoying. Um, obviously mm-hmm. with Canada, you know, they had the uh, COVID vaccine stuff. Basically, the Raptors fans are trying to plan out their playoff opponent by who has the most players that'll be ineligible to play in Canada due to their vaccination status. And the current team they're going after is the Celtics. And the Celtics apparently have drama because apparently Jalen Brown is uh, not vaccinated and there's some stuff going on there. So that's been happening. So if you ever think that you get tired of us just talking about like uh, how, how how little the Hawks cared stuff, remember, we could always be doing that instead. So just want to say uh, thank you to the Hawks for, first of all, I think the entire team is vaccinated. So shout out to them. Uh, and second of all, I just I'm, I'm glad we don't have to do that because that looks very tiring. Uh, I think I saw some Celtics reporter tweet out a quote by like Jalen Brown where he said it's a personal decision, it's my choice if I want to tell y'all or not, and it was like. 500 croat retreats of like pure Raptors fans. I hope we get the Celtics in round one, and yeah, so that's what's been going on there. And it's hard to really blame them, yeah, for, that, for wanting that. But it's the East has been weird because right now, I mean. I'm not scared of any teams in the East right now except the Bucks because, in my opinion, the Bucks have the best player in the world currently. Um, I, I do think Giannis is MVP. I think Giannis is... It, it sucks that Giannis has already gotten, like, MVP voter fatigue because he won two when he was, like, 24 and 25 because, in my opinion, he's still the best damn player in the regular season. Like, Kawhi hasn't played. That changes things. Kevin Durant... I feel like Kevin Durant's in his era where he knows he doesn't need to exert 100% all the time. Um, so I, I do truly think Giannis is basically right now the best regular season player in the world. And it's it's a shame that the MVP is going to go to Jokic or Embiid, which not that they're not deserving, but Giannis is that guy. But because of that, the Bucks are the only team in the East that really I think is legit. Like the Heat, they have, I mean, they have, on full omelet they, they fold when you turn the heat up the heat are not real the heat might win a playoff series maybe two maybe they make it to conference finals but they are not they're not real contenders the bulls aren't real contenders the 76ers maybe maybe they're a bit scary but they're kind of a like a patchwork team that they just sort of traded for james harden and trying to make it work and that team completely relies on how is it going to work in the playoffs when hopefully refs swallow their whistles and and they don't have the two fish brothers just flopping and crying all over the court. And the Celtics, like I just said, like they could be scary. The Celtics have been the best team in the league for like three months now, at least the best team in the East, but their second best player might not be available for some games. Um, like, let's be real. If there's a COVID case, a team can get completely chalked. I, I honestly don't know what the NBA would do. Um, because conveniently, last playoffs, there was like zero COVID cases, except for Chris Paul. Um, so, kind of felt kind of convenient, but who knows. Um, it's The East is weird. And that's part of the reason why the Hawks actually do have some semblance of a chance. Because this just hasn't been the Hawks' year. Um Again, they can still do good things. Like, they can still make the sixth seed. They can still win a playoff series. But this just hasn't been the magical year that last year was. But even with, like, that, without that magic, it's it's still, like, we have Trey Young. And the only team in the East that scares me, at least personally, is the Bucks. Um So, the East is very weird. The East is weird. Um, like, 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 is anyone really scared of the Raptors? The only, the only advantage the Raptors have is, like, if your best player isn't vaccinated, you're kind of chalked. But besides that, like, I don't know, man. The East is in a, a weird spot. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are on all that. I know you kind of touched on it a bit with the with the Jalen Brown stuff, but 
how, how are you uh, how are you looking at the landscape of the east first of all i just want to say i uh I, you know what i'm gonna go in a different direction than you logan i usually you know what? i try to be reserved and all that first of all just want to say my mvp is devin booker uh i know okay. you know you're probably like oh gosh look i mean I best player on the best team in the league and they're agree. far away the best team it's not close i don't agree but it's not like it's fine. I just, I, it feels weird because to me, Devin Booker just isn't MVP. He's like third team All NBA tier type guy. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, look, they're the best damn team in the league, and he's been the guy because Chris Paul gets hurt, you know, for two months every season. The only thing is the Suns. I think the Suns would be like a forty-five win team without Book and, and CP3. I don't know. They're just a good team. They're just good. No, they're admittedly a good team. They have good coaching. I mean, props to Monty Williams. He's done a really like a hell of a job since he's gotten there and all that. But I don't know, man. I, I I'm endorsing Booker for MVP. That's the train I'm on this year. Uh, man, oh, also in the Jake. East. Hey, yeah, shout out to Jake who just uh, he had a birthday yesterday. So shout out to former co-host of ours, Jake. Hope you're doing well, buddy. I don't I don't think Jake listens to this podcast. I, I, if we're being I honest, but um, he was never in hot I, sauce. I don't think he was uh, on our other podcast. Yeah. Anyway. Which has actually been on, on no longer on any platforms. Fun fact. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Only teams in the East who scare me and like strike fear into my heart are the Nets and the Book yeah. and the Bucks. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want them. <laughs> I didn't mention the Nets, and I probably should have. But to me, for the Nets to be scary, and this sounds ridiculous because of how last year went, but they need Ben Simmons to truly be scary because, I mean, they they just need something. Other than scoring, you need something else in the playoffs. And I know Kevin, like I worship at the altar of Kevin Durant. I think he's top 10 all time. He is one of the best. He's probably the most talented basketball player, most gifted physically and gifted, just talented with how good he is at the sport. Arguably the best ever. Um, But they need more and they need Ben Simmons and him. Well, one, he he hasn't played basketball in a year and two. He has some sort of weird situation going on, injury or there's some curious situation. And Steve Nash is a fraudulent ass coach. Um, so that's why they don't scare me quite yet. But I mean, Katie and Kyrie, that's that's as you know, th- both of them can drop 45 on you in a night pretty easily. And if that happens, you're you're doomed. But that's why I didn't include them in my in my like scary tier but of course the nets are always there plus like they're right there with us <laughs> they're tied for the eight seed with us it's hard to be scared of a team that's an eight seed i understand they've had injuries but um it's hard for me to be scared of a of a marginally above 500 team <laughs> well i wasn't shaking like in my boots until i am now until uh did you see the shams thing the tweet video uh, i did not well, apparently the Sixers, I mean, the, not the Sixers, geez, the Nets expect Simmons to be back by the playoffs. Like, he's not going to play in the regular. He's going to be back for the playoffs. So it's like, oh, yeah, but, <laughs> well then. But, like, uh, uh, he, won't, he won't be 100%. Like, and I'm not even talking about, like, he won't be hitting jump shots. Ben Simmons is never going to be a good shooter, whatever. He won't be even last year's Ben Simmons yet. It's going to take him time to get up to speed. Like, obviously, he's going to be good on defense, but... It, that's that's a huge adjustment to go from not playing basketball to playing intense playoff basketball. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be quite the plug and play situation there. But also, it's Ben Simmons. Like at the end of the day, this isn't like he. His, I mean, I, I hate to be this way, but his de- his his role on the Nets is going to be hey, play defense, <laughs> defense run, and duck, and cut to the basket, and you know what, crash the rebounds and bring the ball up the court immediately. Give it to Kyrie or Katie if you need to. It's that's like. True. I get what you're saying, and like he'll definitely be rusty, but I don't I don't know if the the role he's gonna play is gonna require uh, him to you know shake much rust off. I feel like he's gonna I feel like the plug and play aspect is very much there, just cause I mean, what was it that James Harden said a few years ago about uh, Giannis? He was like, all he does is run and dunk. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's gonna be that's actually gonna be Ben Simmons. That, that's no longer uh, Giannis. Giannis does a lot more nowadays. That's uh, that's Ben Simmons on the net. So well, I think I think part of that is like. Wouldn't you say he's pretty much the best playmaker on the on the Nets right now? I mean, Kyrie is a pretty solid playmaker. Kevin Durant can do whatever he wants, but he's the the best scorer in the world. So why why would he look to playmake? So I, I he he doesn't have any chemistry with those guys. Now, granted, do you need chemistry to give the ball to Kevin Durant? No, but no, it's I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite so uh, sure that he's plug and play ready. But we'll see. Obviously, uh, 
not not exactly surprising that he's just waiting until the playoffs to to reemerge. But we'll see. Um, and frankly, we might see them in one of our playing games. So that that's something we all want to avoid. Um, but like we said, the Hawks control their own destiny. They got five games. We should probably talk a little bit about the Hawks instead of the other teams of the East. Um, the Hawks got five games left. They are currently three games above 500. It's been a long damn time since we've been three games above 500. That feels it feels right. It feels right. I I kind of me personally. I know I'm biased. I get a little mad when team when people act like we're some garbage team this year. We're not garbage. We're just like meh. We're just average. If you take away the COVID crap, we're probably like six or seven games above 500. That's not a bad team. That's just not an excellent team. Anyway. Um, Hawks have five games left. Obviously, tomorrow, my birthday, April 2nd, biggest game of the year, hosting the Nets, State Farm Arena. If you win, you really just do a good job of getting some separation. You gain a game on them. It's big. Um, Then the Raptors, a team that's above us. um, The Raptors have been crazy for the past couple months, but we beat them before. Um, That'd be obviously great. It wouldn't have such direct... Uh, standings implications as being the Nets would. But again, if the Hawks went out, they're in a great spot. Then you got the Wizards. The Wizards don't have anything to play for. Then you have the Heat. The Heat may not have anything to play for then. Um, I'm not sure what this is. Maybe resting guys as well. They could be. They're also just bad right now. Um, so fingers crossed. <laughs> um, and then we finish off the season with the Rockets, which the Rockets will be in full tank mode. It'll be Jalen Green. Go, go put up 25 shots. The Hawks, you know, if that's a must-win game, Frankly, the Hawks win that, and if they don't, then they deserve whatever they get coming to them. You know what I mean? So, well, well good thing we already beat the Rockets earlier this year. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. I tweeted about this. Like, it's great that the Hawks are playing well right now. It's great that they're closing strong. But when we end up one game out of the seventh seed or the sixth seed or whatever, it's going to be really hard to not think about the twelve easy wins that we botch this year. It's going to be really hard not to think about that and cringe, right? But. It is what it is. It's the past, Jackson. We can't change the past. All we can do is look towards the future. But the future is is in the Hawks' hands right now. So, and we got Trey Young, who's playing the best basketball of his life, and he really is. Though, when you have him, you can do just about anything because that man is. I mean, I don't even know. He's different in his own words. I thought you. He, he told. He showed, told a, Steve Holman yesterday. Uh, that was a. That was probably my favorite Trey quote. Ever. He's like, I thought you knew by now that I was different. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you, were, um, you were freaking out. Just, that was you great. thought he like torn his, tore his Achilles or something. You were freaking okay, out. I, yeah, no. Okay, I saw the non-contact. I saw him land weird, and I immediately I went, oh, no. Yeah. ACL. I said, oh, no, please, God. I don't deserve this. I was, look, I, was, he's, he's I was terrified. Then you look, and he's kind of just grabbing on his family jewels. I'm like, oh, God, what did that poor man do? <laughs> Uh, he pulled a groin. He was back out 20 minutes later. And then he dropped like 20 more points in like yeah. five or six. I mean, so you it's know, like, hope, okay. Hope, hopefully he's got the ice pack on tonight. Hopefully he's uh, relaxing, not doing anything strenuous. But he's currently listed as, I think, questionable for the Hawks game again on Saturday. But let's be real. It's Trey Young. He's if flying. He, if he can play in a do or die game, it's not do or die, but a very important game. He's playing. Um, how well he plays. Sort of, you know, to be determined because, like, let's all remember game six against the Bucks. Trey clearly forced coming back because why wouldn't you? And he played like crap. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Trey Young, you know, it's been a big talking point for, for a while now, the all NBA stuff. Um, and frankly, uh, and we did talk, talk ridiculous. Uh, we did touch on this last episode, so I don't want to like get all the way back into it, but it really is crazy how much. The voters are just blatantly lying about players' positions, um, and they're just—I like. Where did the integrity for this crap go? I'm, I'm very curious. Like, why is LeBron a guard forward? Why is Luca a guard forward? Why is? I think Embiid is a forward center. Embiid is not a damn forward. That man is a center as a center <laughs> gets. Like, you want to hear? You want to hear a funny stat I saw? They're completely just doing it because they want the team to be exactly how they want it instead of just voting on who deserves it. But yeah, go ahead. All right, ready? Jason Tatum is listed as a guard and a forward. God, and yeah, this year, Jason Tatum has he has more minutes logged at the center position than he does at e- either of the guard spots, Logan. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, that's not even a fake stat. I think it's like fifteen to like two. It's ridiculous. It, it's it, it's, it's ridiculous what they're doing out here. And it's embarrassing yeah, because it's stupid. The NBA is a league where it has actual money implications. Like, I'm going to be straight up honest from a fan's perspective. Trey Young not getting all NBA is better for the team because it has more cap space. But Trey Young has earned that money. He, he has earned that 37 extra million dollars you get over the course of the four years or five years or whatever it is. He's earned that. He's earned the the accolade to be one of seen as one of the best six guards in the league. Frankly, he should be first team all NBA point guard. He won't be, but he should be. Um again, I don't want to get back into this, but it's 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 ridiculous. I'm not I'm not worried about Trey's pockets, frankly. He'll be just fine. <laughs> um but it, it's it is some bullshit, man. It's it's very unfair. It's very it's just journalists forcing their narrative, which seems like basketball just I don't know why it's so prevalent in basketball. I don't know why these dorky journalists. I mean, let's be real. Like Chris Kirshner has such a strong say. Do we really want Chris Kirshner having having so much power over the NBA? He was called fans poor on Twitter, and now he's going to vote for who gets to. And here's the funny thing: we talked about like the financial ramifications of Trey on All NBA, and if he's not, it's like six million dollars, uh, which is like, oh, come on, like. Really, but it look it grows a lot more. I think in the final year it's eight million dollars. So I just want to say Trey's losing out on like it's thirty seven thirty million. plus million dollars yeah. because uh because I mean the voters I mean it kind of seems like if you've been following it kind of kind of seems like they have an agenda push and yeah. I I I don't know I don't think it's gonna go in Trey's favor. That's I feel like they're gonna do the whole oh but what seed are they and like you know at the end of the day the people who are really gonna be voting for all NBA they don't watch the Hawks. I feel like that's not even like a oh the media hates us take that's just like how it is like if I, I said this to someone the other day who was like hating on Trey Young it's like if you watch the Hawks and you you come away thinking oh Trey Young is a negative player oh Trey Young is the reason why they're losing games it, you don't know basketball like I, I'm gonna be as respectful as I possibly can be like there is there is you have worms in your brain if you genuinely come away thinking that after you watch the Hawks. With all due respect, you know I don't mean to come out come out, come out against anybody like that. But look, this team has single digit wins without Trey Young. Like everyone knows that, right? Like that's common. That should be common knowledge. Like that that shouldn't be something that people disagree on. Like that's just how it is. You know what's um what's funny is a common sort of thread other than win loss, which like Kevin Durant's going to get first team, and he his team has the exact same record as the Hawks. But anyway. One of the funniest narratives is defense. Damian Lillard has six All-NBA selections, and that man is garbage on defense. John Morant is garbage on defense. He's about to get first or second team. It doesn't matter that much. It's it's You're just making it up. Trae Young is not the worst defender in the league. He's not the worst point guard defensively in the league. He's bad, don't get me wrong, but we've seen it. Hawks fans have seen it. When he cares and when he's not burdened, with carrying the entire offense, he can be a perfectly acceptable defender. And it's just like, can we please have a different narrative, please? Like, I'd be happier if they if they did the win loss thing because yeah, like let's be real, we've been Hawks fans. How many times have you and I been like the Hawks suck this year? A lot. So if they use the win loss thing, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, they lost a lot of e- what should have been easy wins. I I can see why that ultimately just unfortunately it's not Trey's fault. Why it, you know reflects on him, but if you're gonna pull up the defense thing, and then like literally Damian Lillard, a worse defender than Trey, he has six All NBA team selections. It's you know just just it, it's stuff from college. I don't know why people can't update their views on on <laughs> things like this when Trey Young is literally leading the NBA in assist and a second in points because DeRozan just dropped the fifty ball. Um, I don't know. It, it's crazy. Trey Young's. I, I saw a tweet today. I forget from who. Um, I don't want like want to type up and search it up. But he said like he will go to war for for Trey Young. He doesn't care. Like, and I like I'm pretty much at the same point. There's nobody in the Hawks team that I'll fight for, but I will slap somebody at the Oscars if 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 they were making jokes about Trey Young. It's just how it is. So that's our guy. Will Smith scene. Yeah. Look, Hawks fans. I know we all. I've said this a dozen times, but I know we should all just be very appreciative that we have that guy. The NBA, at some point, he'll get his flowers. But for Hawks fans, we just need to make sure we give him his flowers all the damn time because he's going to be the best Atlanta Hawk ever, like, in two years. Like, in another two years, I'll be like, yeah, he's better than Neek. Sorry, Dominique. 
but I don't think Dominique would be upset with that. Like Dominique is witness those, to like Trey's greatness. To, those old school NBA guys, I don't know. They're, they're egotistical, man. They I, it's different for me though because like dominique has been a commentator for the hawks for what like the past like 15 or so years and like he's seen every game of trey's greatness minus like what five because of he was that like out with random stuff over trey's career it's like i feel like dominique kind of knows like hey this guy this guy is special and he, and he is it's there's i'm saying this now and i hope people get this appreciate trey and you know what this goes for every player there's a lot of players who this who people don't appreciate because one day they're gonna be gone it's like look and i think that sounds really emotional they're not gonna be dead they're just gonna retire so <laughs> yeah appreciate them while they're playing at their peaks it's like people you know will it's like being a hater it's it's so like glamorized say there's a page on twitter with 3,000 followers called Hater Muse, and they just post hating stats. It's like, why are you doing this? Why yeah. does basketball have to be so, like... I don't know why it's like just, this. I, I, I don't know. It's I seriously stupid. Don't, I'm not trying to sound like an old man. I do turn 25 tomorrow, so I do feel a little old. I'm not trying to sound like a geezer, but truly social media and, and frankly, these 14-year-old kids who just are on their phones 18 hours Bitch a day. cut. Yeah, like, the fact that they control... NBA discourse and basketball discourse is like we're doomed. The, the, like Jackson, what do teenage boys like to do? They just like hating on shit. That's what they do. Like they make fun of everyone. That's how they get their sense of humor. That's how they feel good about themselves. They just hate. That's what they're doing to Trey. Come on, man. But like, it's it's very it's annoying. That, that's kind of why I had to take a step back from it because it's just like I just I know more about Trey Young than you do. Stop telling me about him when I know what Trey Young is, and he's the best point guard in the world right now. He's literally, he's better than Steph, he's better than Dame, he's better than Jaw. He's the best point guard in the world. And he's better than Chris Paul, by the way. I actually really like Chris Paul. I want him to win a ring at some point. He's better than Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a game manager. Trey Young is a game changer. I'm sorry. Had to say it. Anyway. It's, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but... I have a feeling they have thirty-two k followers. What? Why? <laughs> so stupid. It's called hater muse. Yeah, it's it's just stat muse, but for for hate and negativity, it's vitriol even, to be spewed even, at random NBA even, players. Even stat muse, like every single one of those types of accounts has agendas, and it's just and it's never positive. It's never like KD, best player in the world. Yeah. It's like look at Kyrie Irving. He shot three of fourteen tonight. We should kill him. It's yeah. like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I, I hate it so much. It's like people do not appreciate anything. And like, I don't remember it being like this like five years ago. Like, it just seems like it seems like TikTok uh, was created, I, and from there, everything just I'm, went downhill. I'm, I'm not even gonna blame TikTok. I feel like it's LeBron, and I'm not saying it's because LeBron did. I'm saying the discourse around LeBron did it because LeBron is the only person that's ever challenged. Michael Jordan in terms of greatness. And I feel like that created such tension that it just exploded. Now it's like, we got to find ways to hate about everything. Like everything, everything's just got to be hate. Everything's got to be like, this player is worse than this player, this player. And it's just like, like there's not many Devin Bookers in the world. Devin Booker doesn't even get that much respect. And like, he's one of the most special players on the planet. Trey Young, there is not another Trey Young on this planet. Trey Young is one of one. And he gets treated like he's like a, like a you know fringe all star guy. You would you would think he's Ish Smith, really. It's it's truly something. It's beyond me. It's like, oh my god, no. It's everybody tries bringing people down. You know, <laughs> in the NBA media world, there is no such and, thing about and, lifting each other up and supporting people. It's just, hey, how can I bring your agenda down? It's and, you know, it's, it's beyond me. This this is me getting into a little bit of hater because I just like doing this. I think it's funny. People treat, like, there's a few golden children of the NBA. Luka was one. I think he's still got some of that to him. But people have hated on him a little bit. But let's be real, the maps are very good this year. I get it. Like, why does Shea Gildas-Alexander get treated like he's the golden child when he gets injured for 40 games a year and he averages 22-5 and five the games that he does play? Why does he get treated like a golden child? There's a Shea Gildas-Alexander every couple of years. He's not that guy. He's... I bring it up because we just played the Thunder, by the way, and we slapped them silly because that team is an, yeah, no, that was, an embarrassment to the NBA. Adam Silver should move them to Seattle, basically. Hey, hey, the good thing about that game, just in case you ever question if Nate Mill is improving, he didn't play Trey in the fourth quarter. We did it. Yep. Baby steps, people. Yep. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> 
Jalen Jalen Johnson uh, yeah. played some played some minutes. That, that was yeah. A, Jalen Johnson. He was uh, he was well. He he didn't he didn't play in the Detroit game, did he? No wait, no 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 no. Sorry, he didn't play in the Thunder game. I thought he had a concussion for that one. Yeah, I mean he's been out a while because with the concussion. Because as soon like naturally, as soon as he gets some minutes, and he had twelve points against the Pacers, he had like five or six dunks. <laughs> he was basically looking like rookie John Collins, and then of course he had some sort of minor concussion. He's been out ever since. Very unfortunate for the guy, but um, yeah, you know, very sort of a very abrupt segue. But um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Jalen? It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I know you loved the pick back in June of last year and... You know, that was his first sort of, I don't want to say breakout game. It wasn't a breakout, but it was his first real action in a game that wasn't COVID infested. And I was just, you know, did you like what you saw? Because, I mean, he objectively, he scored 12 points in, se- in uh, 17 minutes. That's that's very good stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like there's two types of things. And when it comes to this quote, it's like, hey, rookie, welcome to the NBA. And that's like when like a veteran guy like Saucy's you splashes three in your mouth. You're like, okay, that's my that's my welcome to the NBA moment. And then there's also like when a guy just has like a rookie has his like first like very like solid, you know, good game. And Jalen Johnson very much did that. I mean, you said it, Logan, 12 points, six of eight from the field. You know what? And guess what? You ready for this? He was ready for some advanced analytics with Jackson. Oh and this God. really one is just it's just plus minus. So he was plus okay. 16, which was a guess what? Who's ready? Guess what? Who's ready? A game high for for everybody. So good for good for Jalen Johnson. A very good game. Uh he we are adding more people to uh the new Lob City or you know Lobalanta, whatever you would like to call it. I mean, we have Trey throwing lobs to uh Capella, Akongu, John, Jalen Johnson now. So it I mean, hey, <laughs> Starting to get a lot of lob catchers. So, but no, Jalen, Jalen looked great. I mean, I I know we've, I mean, just in this podcast, like I know me and you've kind of like this entire year it's been, okay, this season's awful. Like this season, this is the season from hell. Let's look forward to the off season. And then from there, like, okay, now how can we trade people? And it's like, you know, you know, you know how your Hawks talks boys get down. You know, we'd be throwing everyone to the trade machine with not Trey Young though, but look. He he played a great game. I'll give I'll, I'll say that. And uh, you know what? I, I I will say this. I'm still very much as excited about Jalen Johnson's future today as I was uh, like on draft night, like when we did that podcast. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and act like the defensive issues like don't exist or aren't real because they, I mean, in truthful, they very much are. Um, he has a lot of work to do on that side of the ball, but obviously. It, I'm very happy with what I saw. In a lot of ways, you know, J- Jalen Johnson did not play that much at Duke. So, in a lot of ways, I'm treating this like his G League stint and like whatever minutes he gets, you know, at the end of the season. It obviously seems like the plan was for him to play more down the this stretch where we have like the Thunder, the Pacers, and then uh, the Cavs and all that. I said the Cavs, but they're they're, they're good. They just don't have any of their players. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, hey, Jalen's good. I'm kind of treating this as like his, you know, freshman year of college and then next year uh we'll reassess i mean that's assuming he's still on the team but i i wouldn't be able to tell you because i don't know what the future holds there's a lot of stuff going on in the nba a lot of rumors that uh, actually flew around today so yeah definitely. and i'm sure like uh if, if trades did happen i think Jalen would be a part of it just because of the uh just because the roster control and all well, that we, we're gonna have to keep one of john or Jalen because i do think Jalen becomes i think Jalen could become sort of like sophomore sophomore second year john collins john collins in the second year was not good on defense um, nobody was on that team, but he put up like <laughs> twenty and ten because him and Trey were just Lob City. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't. I don't really want to talk about the trade rumors this this episode. We do that way too much. I think it's not the off season yet, but there is some rumblings that Utah could blow it up if if they don't make it far in the playoffs and blow it up. Meaning, my God, trade we're having months. a fire sale. Yeah. yeah. So of course that would be on the radar. Yeah. But um, one other thing I want to talk about. Oh, it's already on the radar. Yeah, one other thing I want to talk about the rookies. I actually, uh, I've sort of, with the way Sharif Cooper's been playing lately, I actually think, this is what I think for next year backup point guards. I think we try to, and you're going to bitch and moan about this section, I think we try to bring back to Lon Wright, cheap deal, of course, short deal, maybe like two years, 10 mil total, um, one year, five mil, whatever. Um, and I think he's not our backup point guard, but he is a bench guard, and Sharif Cooper's the backup point guard. Sharif does the offense because... 
Sharif's been dropping like 30 and 10 in the G League. He's doing finally what I think we were hoping he'd do throughout the year in the G League. And you have DeLon back there to play some steady, smart offense and good defense. That's that's what I think our backup guard situation should be next year. Because, you know, basically Sharif Cooper kind of takes Lou Will's role. Because Lou Will, I can only, if he's not retiring, then I don't know what the hell he's doing. But... Yeah, that's sort of that's that's come across my mind because the Skyhawks are going crazy. I think they won like nine in a row. Shreve Cooper's playing his his like he's going crazy. He he's really playing well. So um, I think a good summer league, um, and he can really like secure fifteen or so minutes a game in Atlanta next year. Um, at least at the start. If it doesn't go well, then maybe it doesn't go well. But I don't know. I've I've been pretty impressed with Shreve, and obviously Jalen had that pretty good game. So. That's at least some good news from the the rookies because, frankly, there has not been a bunch of good news on from those two guys just because they've, they haven't been ready. Um, but at least they're starting to look at least a little bit ready, which is nice. Let me ask you this, though. Like, you brought up the idea of, like, hey, let's bring back DeLon Wright. And, like, you know, I, I've spewed my DeLon Wright hate. I do feel like he plays a valuable role, but it's not as a backup point guard. I look at this Hawks team. Besides Trey, I don't think we have any, like, actual, like, point guards like DeLon Wright's more of like a shooting guard you know a, a, a defensive guard. guy I mean you know a combo guard and then like Lou Will he's he's just a, a microwave score like I don't even know I uh, I actually uh, saw something that apparently Lou Will might just like stay like with the Hawks in like a developmental role as like a development coach I guess like basically it's the Chipper he Jones to, role of the Braves he, he where wants to stay home type deal to yeah, he wouldn't be like flying with the team and like in the locker room assisting. He'd just be like, "Okay, all right, let me uh, let me just help out with the development of some of the younger guys." My thing with it though is like you brought it up, like bring back the lawn, and then you have Sharif. Like, what happens if Sharif just isn't ready? It's like, it's like we're back to this, and then it's I mean, like nobody's like, gonna want to make but, trades that early. But, but like, you're the only person that really thinks Delon Wright is is the worst player in the world. Like, Delon Wright's been a perfectly fine backup guard. Look, if if Sharif can't but run the offense, but it's a point guard issue for me. Look, I, I let's be real, Jackson. What do you think we're gonna do in the offseason? We're probably going for a max <sighs> guy. We're gonna have to have some yeah. cheap bench. We're gonna have cheap bench pieces. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have. Okay, well, Delon Wright's fine to bring back. All right, now that you say it, Delon Wright's fine. Then, then I can, if, if I you can, want to, I can you can bring back a cheap veteran point guard. But at some point, you have to give the keys to to young guys. You draft players. Well, the thing with Sharif is like we don't even know if he's gonna be here next year. Nobody's trained for him. He, he has no value. He's on a two-way deal. He's coming back. Don't be ridiculous. You don't. Nathan you, Knight you was don't, also coming back, and then he wasn't. Nathan Knight didn't do shit. He didn't do anything. He, he had. Hey, you, you're, hey, you're just hey! Being, he had a few cool just, dunks. You're just but being argumentative right now. That's all you're being. You're just. Being I'm not being argumentative. I'm just saying, yeah. like, there's, that's a possibility. He's not on contract for next year, is he? You, you're acting like Travis Slang wouldn't go to. Like war for the people that he drafts, other than Amari Spellman. You're acting like he doesn't love. He, he gave Cameron <laughs> Amari Spellman slander. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> shout out to Amari Spellman, who's uh, actually he's in like uh he's in like a very low tier Russian. I mean, not Russian European league right now. So he, he could have been hey. solid, but you know, he could have been something. He, want, he wanted to be, he wanted he be fat and have a bunch of. He wanted, he to, be wanted a fat to be a podcaster. He didn't want to play in the NBA. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sister wives. Okay. Anyways, we should probably we should stop here. Do we, uh, do, shout to all the Amari Spellman fans do we out have there. Anything else we want to talk about? Or do you want to get to the mailbag? Maybe have a nice little extended uh, first mailbag. Okay. First of all, this really isn't anything. I know we've talked a lot about negativity on this episode, so I was like, you know what? There's been times in the past where I've been negative. Negative. You know, Delon Wright. You know that comes to mind. You know, there's been some time where I've said stuff about some players. You know, I feel like on this podcast we haven't. You know, this team they have brought me much pain in my heart and and over the time. But I do appreciate them. You know, they do give me something to podcast about. I, I love podcasting. You know, I'm going to say it. Bit of a, a cute moment. I love podcasting with you, Logan. It is something I'm very passionate about. I have a lot of fun doing this. It's a very fun hobby of mine. And the Hawks do provide that even when they uh just decide they don't want to play basketball and give effort. I did want to give a big shout-out to two people in particular. I feel like uh, Trey obviously deserves all the flowers in the world. He'll always get them on Hawks Talks. There's two things you can be sure of on Hawks Talk. One... We're gonna we're gonna be stupid. <laughs> we're not gonna take things very seriously. And two, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you you get your a uh, year's worth of Trey Young praise each episode. But um, look, I just want to say, shout the bogey and Herder, and especially Herder. I know the meme, the cave on meme. Look, ever since February started, and you can uh you can oh, figure that one God. out on your own. He's been a different he's been different, Logan. And now we're heating up. We're in April and in March. Hey, I'm saying. 
I'm saying, Logan, things are starting. The Hawks are starting to heat up. And like I said, I'm ready. I'm going to pull out the dictionary. I hope everyone at home is ready. I hope Logan's ready. Basketball is a game of what, Logan? Runs. If you extra pull rate runs over a game, it turns into game. It turns into a streak. The Hawks. (laughs) What? Extrapolate? Exfoliate. Wait, what's that word? How do you say that? Extrapolate. Oh. This is oh by oh, the way, shout out to uh, Dominic. This is the new trade. Tray bucket. <laughs> okay, uh, you. I also called like the Levue the Lover one time a few oh, months ago. Oh, anyways, you're seven charm, Jackson. Seven yeah. Charm. Okay. Anyways, look, we're doing the uh, <sighs> that that word that Logan said, where you extra, extra whatever. Listen to the guy with the college degree, not me. This isn't a grammar class. This is a damn Hawks podcast. You didn't come here to learn grammar, folks. Um, <sighs> look. A game of runs turns into a into a, a streak. The Hawks get right at the right time, and look, I'm, I'm all the way back in. And like I know we've played bad team, but I'm, I'm trying to buy back in, Logan. And this may be the death of me. And this is probably this is probably one of the reasons why I'm setting myself up for my expectation to be uh failed. But look, I'm saying the Hawks are trying to get hot, and they're getting hot at the right time. That's all I'm saying. So be on the lookout of what I'm saying. Whenever the Hawks, you know, go into Charlotte or wherever we play in the plans, and we just kick the teeth in. Of whoever it is, and then we show up in the first round. It's like, look, if we get the heat in the first round, I'm taking us in six. Wow, that's strong. What? Like, I don't like in the playoffs. You have to have the guy. With all due respect, Jimmy Butler. I I know, I know. You know, he's he's a cool player. He's not one of the guys anymore. That's long gone. Kyle Kyle Lowry is like a role player these days. Yeah, and it's like it's like Bam Adebayo. It's like with all due respect. I mean, overrated. I'm. I'm taking Clint. I'm joking. Look, Clint Capella. He's not hey, that much better. Capella's than Capella's been playing really be well lately. I, 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 you know, I've hey, been, I've been just a saying. The ho- hey, he's, add him into the list. He's been phenomenal lately. Yeah, he's been the guy. Getting get hot at the right time. Yeah, no, he's actually been that. So props to Capella. I know we slandered him a lot. But look, I just want to be positive about the Hawks, you know, going into this. Just, just because I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to trade this whole team doesn't mean I've given up on the season, people. First of all, we're going into <laughs> okay. wherever the plans are at, which. We're, we're look. Hey, all I'm saying, give us, give us Miami in the first round, and we're about to. Uh, and it's gonna shock the world, but it's not gonna shock us because you know what? You heard it first on Hawks Talks, people. That's all I need to say. They're fine. Last game about Hawks, and then we can uh, we can dive into the first ever mailback episode 100, three was, digits. I don't even know what that was. That was crazy. You just... Okay, I mean, to be fair, I'm like extremely hyper. I I'm, I'm sure you couldn't tell. Yeah, I was. I I got confused and I lost track about 20 seconds in that thing. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever Hawks Talks Mailbag. We plan on doing this every single episode, which means, you know, we're going to, most mailbags, there are only going to be a few questions. Like, look, I'm going to be straight up with y'all. We we don't get 20 questions per per time. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not Brad Rowland yet. You know, we don't got those numbers. So this episode, I think we'll do like a, a good amount of questions. Um, but I think in the future episodes, two or three questions. If, if you have a, not an appropriate question. We did get some troll questions. <laughs> yeah. If you have if you have an actually appropriate question, it will be answered, but it may not be answered till next episode. I'm saying we sometimes we have to backlog them. Anyway, the first question I got that I want to answer, and I want us to answer a little bit of a funny one. Um, but <laughs> Jody Wilkes, he asked us, Would you rather fight a John Collins sized duck or twenty duck sized John Collins? And I think the answer for me All is, right. is simple. It's not for me, so I'm th- <laughs> you go first. I'm thinking you give me a John Collins-sized duck, and you just sweep his legs out. He's down for the count. John Collins himself has skinny-ass legs. He's a he's generally a skinny guy. Look, there's a reason why he was on the PEDs, folks. He's a skinny he's a skinny guy. So I think you get a you get a six foot nine duck, legs that long and skinny. I think you found your weak point, and you just got to attack it. Look, this is not a sanctioned event by the boxing commission. This is a street fight. You go for the ACLs, you, you go for the Achilles, swipe the legs clean out, you're winning that fight. Simple as that. Well, here's my thing. And first of all, I just want to say, hey, shout out to uh, shout out to Jody, who was the first person to get us a mailbag question. Look, here's my thing. I'm going to give you a, a very good answer. So I actually thought about this one because, you know, and that that's, that's my duty. If you people ask me something, it's my job to think about it. Look, I feel like 20 is an unfair number because, like, once you get the 20 of anything, it's like, oh, would you rather fight a one serpent or 20 koalas it's like eventually you're just going to get overwhelmed so personally i'm going with the john collins duck but i will say 
do we have to fight like is the objective to kill the duck because i don't want to kill like a duck like especially like i feel like if i saw a john collins sized duck who's what six foot like nine like 230 pounds i i feel like i'd want to like maybe preserve that for history maybe like take that to a scientist <laughs> like i don't think i just want to be like oh yeah time to kill it like i don't i don't see things that i go straight to oh yeah i need to kill the john collins sized duck I, i'm thinking hey like this is this is kind of cool. You like, know, you know, where'd you find this? You know, at? my thought process was was if you give twenty ducks John Collins athleticism, that's twenty ducks bouncing up and kicking you in the face. I figure like a well, duck- also that's just like a bunch of like toddler John Collinses, and like eventually you would get overwhelmed by like ducks toddler are, John Collinses. But like, there's twenty of them. They just grab onto you, and like I'm assuming they also have John Collins strength because you know that's that wasn't I don't know. <laughs> so he's pretty weak. He, he didn't go. Yeah. Hey, okay. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> look, hey. if it's John Collins, for, uh, if it's John Collins, he's hitting the ground like twenty times. <laughs> so. Okay. You know what? And uh, uh, and the ref's not calling any fouls, so that's also in our favor. But uh, I'm take I'm also taking the uh, John Collins John Collins size duck. But also, I don't get why I have to fight it. If I feel like I saw that, I'm taking it to a scientist just to be like, hey, yo, that's fair. what? That's fair. All right. One more. Uh, not one more question. Next question from Tim Smith. We've actually talked about this before. My answer is kind of embarrassing, but he asks. Which Hawks draft pick over the last five years were you most excited for at the time? Uh, you go first on this. One. We both had the same answer. We both had the same answer, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Okay. We we actually live reaction to this because we were in like a we were in like a voice call together when it happened. But it's Cam Reddish is I'm guessing yeah. that's also yours. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. Oh God, I remember I'm, the. Uh, I literally was so hyper, I had to go like run. I was so damn excited to get Cam Reddish at ten. Oh God, this one hurts. It, especially no. Knowing how it ended, man, it's like, oh gosh! I remember the Rui tweet came out from Woj and just like got linked in our chat, and just like the overwhelming amount of like, oh, let's go! It's like, wow! It, it like winning that was truly. I was more excited for when we when we drafted Cam Reddish than I was when like we eliminated the 76ers. And like you people heard that podcast, me and Logan, we were pretty we were pretty hyper in that podcast. But getting Cam, it just it made so much sense. It's like. It. I mean, he was the three and D guy. He he at Duke. He fit so well with Trey. It's like we also had Hunter. It was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And I don't know. Obviously, uh, I mean, he did it well. I mean, Cam yeah. hasn't played hasn't played in a while. And uh, it, it was. I was yeah. I was extremely excited about it. Cam Rush was a guy that I think every Hawks fan loved in the pre-draft process. He fit our needs perfectly. He had amazing potential. So when we were able to get him at ten, I was. Man, I was, I was bouncing off the walls and, you know, painful irony because two years later, I'm screaming at everyone how much he sucks. But, you know, uh, <laughs> life comes at you fast, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, next time I'm, I'm excited for a draft prospect, um, maybe be, be a little bit concerned. Um, all right. I think we're going to do two more questions. This one from our guy. We, we've mentioned him probably 25 times throughout these podcasts but this guy's basically like the third member of hawks talks like he just doesn't come on the podcast but he really is like he he tweeted i will say there was like a thing the other day and i have a screenshot of on my phone i i can find it like you and you and michael green tweet out the exact same thing just 20 seconds apart from each other and it was like dude like he's like the third member of hawks talks like yeah anyway he's basically one of us the i mean the hawks talks legend michael green he he asked us this is an intricate one um i'm gonna let you take the wheel on it because it, it was tough for me but if you had to curate walkout songs for each of the hawks starting five trey kevin deandre jc capella what would those songs be so like in baseball baseball if you guys don't know every uh player basically it's a walkout song they walk out 20 seconds song snippet plays from whatever so basically what song matches each of our, our starters sort of personality what what are you thinking, Jackson? I'm going very I'm going very basic with my Trey Young one. It just makes too much sense. That's uh that's the you know I stray by Migos. Come on now, yeah, yeah, too easy. It makes too much sense. Migos from Atlanta. It's like you think of like the 2010s. You have to think of Migos. You have to think of like you know how much they did for the city, the culture. You know, come on now. It's like and then we get Trey. It just all fits too well. It's like it just makes too much sense for uh for Herder. This one was actually something I thought a lot about. All right, I'm actually going to go with a bit of a weird one. And you know what? I feel like a lot of people are going to like this. I actually am going to be going with uh, <laughs> something in the way by Nirvana. <laughs> I, I don't know, but the thought of... I, yeah, but like the thought of Kevin Herter like walking out to like Nirvana, something in the way, just very funny I, to me. So I haven't been able to... Uh, 
Like, I went, yeah, I, I haven't been able to get that out of my mind. I went with uh, Play That Funky Music, White Boy. I just thought you had to shout out him being, oh. you know, had had to bring it. Yeah, you know, sorry, sorry, folks. Wait, what was your Trey Young one? Yeah, it's just Ice Trey. That or like anything okay. about Migos, just because he, he always, you know, he, I mean, he had the damn Migos chain made for him. So it, yeah. it just, you know, it makes sense. Something Atlanta. You could do the Slippery song because that fan made video, like it kind of synonymous with, you know, anyway. Um, DeAndre Hunter, I don't. <laughs> oh gosh, this one's actually funny. Uh, wait, you know that Nardo Wick song? Who won't smoke the remix? That one. <laughs> just because like Hunter's like this very like quiet guy to me, but like was Hunter, so I just imagine the DeAndre Hunter just like listening to like Nardo Wick, just very funny to me. That's that's a that's not what I was expecting. I was I was struggling because I didn't know if I wanted to be mean and just have a song about like being bad um, and just really turn into the DeAndre Hunter stuff. I went with uh, Domo Origato, Mr. Roboto, because he has no emotions. He's a robot. He's like Kawhi, but a fifth as good. Um, all right. I'm, I, that was a little bit hater, but, you know. I couldn't think of a very good one for Hunter because he, he's not a very uh, – he doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve, let's say. So it's hard to really pick up on his uh, his characteristics other than just, you know – Hey, anyway, uh, John Collins. This this is a this is. This I is have a, the perfect one for this one. Oh God, what is it? Whenever I saw this, whenever I saw this response to, I automatically this was the first one that popped in my head. Shout out to John Collins. I say this a lot about really anything in basketball, but I started saying it about John Collins. Look, hey, ready, John Collins, big body, big bins. Oh my gosh, come on, come on. He gets down low. I mean, you got schoolboy Q and the dog pound, big body, big bins. No, it works better for John. Like, think of like, remember John? Like, ninety percent of the time, his shots going in the post. Like, he gets like a little guy on him. It's just like big body, big bends. It's like it would make sense for for Capella if he finishes layups, though. But like, John actually finishes it. Like, you, you can't say big body, big bends just because you like overwhelm someone and then you blow the layup. Like, mm. no, nah, that's not how this works. You don't get a theme song. I, I guess my uh, my song for John. I'm sorry for anyone that this hurts, but I'm doing "Gone, Gone, Gone" by Philip Phillips because that man is gone this off season. <laughs> Yeah, he's being tra- that. That's a joke. Um, but it is actually my song, just because I thought it'd be funny. Um, and I couldn't think of anything else. I was like, that that man might get traded. Let's go. Let's go with the song that indicates that. Um, and the last one, Clint Capella. What's, oh, what's you thinking? Chamber of Re- Reflection by Mac DeMarco. You really should probably choose songs that listeners will know, right? That way, it's actually interesting. Dude, that song has like a hundred million listens on Spotify. It's Mac DeMarco, and we're a basketball podcast. Okay, hold on. Let me look then. Hold on. Look, Clint Capella. Uh, Clint Capella is a tough one. It's uh, Soul Stealer by Young Boy. There you go. I, I was wondering when you're going to do a Young Boy song. Well, I well, really, this was the episode that Cam should have been on. Cause I'm just saying we could have we could have been here for a minute. But look, Soul Stealer for uh, Clint Capella by Young Boy. Great song. Um, you know what? Um, I'm I'm sort of been changing my uh, change my answer. I'm gonna just go with anyone anything by Block Boy JB because uh, Clint Capella Block Boy. I don't know. I'm not okay. I'm not that, a big yeah, fan of Block Boy. Good. J- I'm not a big fan of Block Boy. JB, I don't think but, anybody is. But you know, Block. <laughs> Look, folks. It, that's you know it was a tough question. Thank you, Michael Green, for the question. That was a funny one. Well, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold I struggled. On. I struggled mightily. I struggled mightily. You know, I had to get him in here. I had to show some appreciation. I have an honorable mention. Uh, this one is if if I think Michael Green mentioned like a WWE theme. I want to say a, a tag team of Bogey and Herder. You know, they come out to Evil Twin by King Von and Little Dirt. Just saying. Oh I was I was trying to figure out how to get King Von in there, yeah. but and I wouldn't say it for just Herder because like the K Von meme. You know that that picture of them like their face side to the side that still makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Look, hey. I had to get in somewhere, but the something in the way thing honestly just makes me laugh too much. All right, the the last question of the first ever Hawks Talks mailbag, and then uh, we'll get right to the outro. This question, it didn't come from anyone in particular because I lied, and it's just sort of a question I want to use. Jackson, what is the deal with this new podcast that you're on? You need to, you need to. Talk oh about well, 
Well, yeah, no, I, I tweeted about it. Like, I kind of gave a short summary of it. But, uh, like, a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, March Madness was about to start up. And, you know, uh, my friend Garrett and Tim, they came to me. You know, they, you know, we've all, I know we've, I think they've both been on Hawks Talks. I mean, I did remember, like, we had Garrett on, like, last month. And uh, Tim was on sometime last year. And, like, we we all, all kind of watched the draft. We all kind of, like, bounced each other's opinions and ideas off of each other and thoughts about stuff. And uh, they came to me. They're like, you want to start a podcast? It's, like, something fun we could do. You know, just kind of just do that just to keep making content because like uh we all enjoy you know making content i i most of my content is hawks content they mostly do like draft stuff and i was like yeah and so i've kind of taken over like a, a bit of like a, a mediator role like those guys honestly just gonna gotta give a shout out to them if you want like actual draft analysis like you're there for them it's like i i no look i watch the draft i have my opinions and i can talk about it but at the end of the day i'm kind of I, I, you know i'm the mediator there but those two guys all the props and they're phenomenal at what they do. It's a very fun podcast it's called Draft uh, the Draft Class Dropouts podcast. It's available everywhere. We did episode one, and fun fact: me, despite me being the seasoned veteran podcaster, I messed up the audio. So maybe maybe hold off until episode two comes out because I messed it up badly. But yeah, uh, I did want to say I did get asked about this by somebody. It was actually on Reddit. I don't know if you saw it, Logan. Somebody's like, "Does this mean Hawks talks is ending?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> what." we're not going anywhere look, look folks jackson doesn't have a job he has time for two podcasts in his life don't you worry well, well also like even well one of the reasons why i did the podcast is like you know as i as i get older i realize that like other stuff can kind of come up and like i'm gonna you know advance in life stuff changes like we're only gonna be doing the podcast like like a few times a month to once a month like during the dead period like a few times a month during like the well, busiest part of the okay, you know of the draft season that. which is don't be saying that that's years down there. don't say don't say we're gonna do one podcast a month right before the off season You're just well, that, well that was the, that was originally the plan i'm the one who talked into doing more are you talking about uh, our podcast or no 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 we do oh, podcasts every okay. week i'm talking about the draft class dropouts okay. yeah. i was like why yeah. are you saying on a hawk socks podcast we're gonna do one a month that's oh. like no, you, no 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 can you not say that please it's no, no, we do, we do. Look, we, I can guarantee you, we'll get at least out one episode a week. Like we're pretty good at that. I remember around Christmas time, I said three a week. That just, I don't know. That just, I, wrong, I don't know what you're on. Like, like, you know, I, like I, I don't I have was, a job. Like, okay. I was, I was trying to be Santa Claus to the fans. And, I'm not uh, Brad yeah, Rowland. I, I, don't don't I don't have that man's rise and grind work ethic. That man's a professional professional, but yeah, you know, I just, you know just, what? Just wanted you to advertise in the podcast world and just make sure everyone knows. Hawks Talks is not ending. Jackson is just also on another podcast. Um, but anyway, I you know, nice long. Oh, my dog's starting to bark. That's when you know it's time to wrap up. So that way, I, uh, yeah, facts. Don't have the dog to. is the CEO of the podcast. Yeah, the that, manager. Yeah, uh, let's wrap this up quickly. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the first ever edition of the mailbag. Again, please feel free to drop us questions. You, just, you can just reply to us on Twitter. Drop questions. We'll get the gist. Any any. Anywhere, anywhere in social media, you want to reach out to us, please. We, we'd love to take your questions. We uh, we we have a couple saved for the next episode. Um, we'll probably ask for mailbag questions every so often, but um, you know, this has been the big the big hundo episode one hundred one hundred kind of of Hawks talks. Um, you know, per usual, you can check out our links in the description, the the twitters, the patreons. We appreciate everyone for listening. Um, interacting with us on Twitter and stuff into the Patreon. But yeah, that, that's my spiel, Jackson. Anything else you want to add before we uh, get this thing? Okay, I'm going to go quick because of the yapping out. dogs in the background. Yeah. Here we go. I just want to say shout out. This is episode 100. There's a few people I want to say shout out to. First of all, I want to shout out our patrons, Olaf, Kenny, Piney, my brother, Darian, Michael Green, of course, our Jacob and Reb. Just want to say thank you. Those people, you know, they're our patrons. They, I feel like, you know, we appreciate them. You know, you can sign up today, $5, $8, $15 tier, which actually... I haven't talked about this with you, Logan. I might drop like the fifteen dollars tier, like down to like ten. Let's, I don't know. Let's We're just gonna get rid of it. it. Nobody's on it. Let's just get rid of it, honestly. Okay, you know what? that's fair. All right. <laughs> Anyways, changes are coming to the Patreon, so you can go check those out. And while you're there, hey, stop by. You know, maybe give Logan a little birthday gift of a Patreon subscription. That's Patreon.com/slash/HawksTalks. Uh, also, just want to say shout out to uh, a few people in particular. Just want to say shout out to Edub. Uh, we we hit a hundred episodes of the podcast, and like Edub, like. He was like the first person who ever like collabed with us. I just want to say shout out to E who like runs a very serious podcast at Hawks Beat. Like a very good, a great podcast, honestly. Like if you actually want to like hear about the Hawks and hear like measured and quality takes about the team, highly recommend E And like E just like lists his podcast and he's like, Yeah, let me get these two, you know, guys a shot. And I don't know. I'm forever grateful for that. I'm forever grateful to everyone who's ever listened to the podcast. I mean, hundred episodes that big. It's like we've been doing this for like 
almost two years and a couple of months. So I just want to say I'm always grateful for it. I'm always grateful for the platform I'm given and the opportunity I'm given to this. It means a lot like to me. I know Logan feels the same way. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what'd you say? Nothing, nothing. doesn't matter. But yeah, thank you. Uh, long list of shout outs, but you know, we are truly uh, appreciative. Um, hundred down, a couple hundred more to go. I'm sure. Um, Hopefully. We'll do another like little, you know, emotional scene. Maybe at a thousand when we get there. Jesus, that's a long way away. Hopefully, we get a bunch that of podcasts. Is, well, we're never gonna hit that if we do one podcast a month. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully we have a bunch of playoff podcasts this year. But uh, we'll see on that one. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm actually gonna do the outro this time. Um, I'm gonna do the classic Jackson line. He's the only podcaster that ever tells you he loves you. Um, so thank you guys <laughs> for listening. <laughs> Make sure you tell them have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. Celebrate my birthday for me. April 2nd. Give me gifts. All right. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car. Like cooking, but without the frozen dinner, easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulade. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Grandparents, at Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.